Anyone invested right now who's not making money is licking their wounds. Some are regrouping, some are exiting. Hello, this is the Arcadia Economic Silver Fix, and I'm Vince Lancey. It's 1031 Monday. You'll be seeing this at 1 p.m. Let's get going. We have a special report, special edition for you this morning. We are in sell season. And nowhere is it more felt than in the mining industry. Now, sell season which is really tax law season. And I say it's sell season, but it's also uh, buy season if you're short. But during sell season, you get liquidation of shares for one reason. People want their money back. They want, they may want their money back due to poor fund performance. They may need their money back due to poor performance in another investment, forcing them to liquidate winners to solve the problem. But they need their money back. One thing is certain, in a year where interest rates have climbed to five and a quarter percent, making money is both harder to do and harder to keep. In times like these, good assets get unfairly sold due to financial risk, not business risk. Put another way, the world is too leveraged. And as that leverage shrinks, those with the least amount of actual capital are forced to capitulate. I'm reminded of Warren Buffett's uh, phrase about when the tide goes out, we see who's naked. Anyone invested right now who's not making money is licking their wounds. Some are regrouping, some are exiting. In past years, you would have been able to double down. Money was easy to get. Those days are ending. Money is expensive now. Therefore, you either manage risk or risk manages you. Now, why am I saying this? First off, Goldfix knows a small fund that played gold on the short side, gold futures got taken out in the rally a couple of weeks ago. However, this fund was so small, it was just collateral damage in the rally we had last month, due in no small part to China closing the R by taking delivery. So we chalked it up to the usual fund blow up, nothing special, we didn't even report on it. But it came during sell season, or more appropriately in this fund's case, liquidation season, they were buying as they were covering. If you are an investment vehicle specializing in miners, you have had an even rougher year. This makes you vulnerable to redemptions at the end of every quarter. And that vulnerability grows as the year goes on. So if you're a short bullion player, you're losing money this year. If you're a long mining player, you're losing money this year. And that's what we're going to talk about now. In a capitulation event, which we may be in right now, as investors sell everything not tied down either due to poor performance or a need for a cash infusion, those investments get liquidated before year end. Therefore, this is a good time for investors to consider buying shares of mines in which they already like the business. However, there should be no expectations of a hard and fast rally after this is all done. I want to be a little bit more specific for you now. What you are looking for is a pristine entry into a 10-year hole that will grow over time. This is why you must pick a business whose operations you trust. Liquidations that we're going through right now can certainly continue into the new year. And as rates stay high, you can also see these company stocks continue to languish. 
but the price of the stock is not the business. If you trust the management, you start to buy the company. Now, why am I saying all this? I'm not a mining person. I am a stock person now. I have been told by two independent sources that an investment entity, well, that two investment entities in the precious metal space may be getting hit with large redemptions. My own reconnaissance after this suggests it's true. This is relatively, these are relatively small funds, but if a small one is getting redemptions right now, you can bet a larger one has also been getting at least some redemptions. There is a possible capitulation moment coming. It may have already come, but this could be one of those generational opportunities that the kids like to talk about. So all you have to ask yourself is, do you like the company? This is not a time to buy the worst house on the block because it's the cheapest. This is a time to buy the best house on the block because it is cheap. When money flows back into these assets, it will be quality buyers first. The selling that we have seen has been a result of people throwing in the towel all year on mining stocks, not necessarily individuals. Investment funds come in chunks. So at the end of every quarter, they get redemptions. I want my money back. I don't like the fund, which is fine. But there are people who want to sell in an even worse way that are being financially hurt in other areas. And those people will sell uh, a little bit more aggressively. And I think we may be seeing that now. The rally in gold and silver recently didn't really do much to help those miners. And that's probably because there was supply right above the market being offered into it. So there are redemptions in the market right now. The redemption should end by December 31st. Time to start picking your spots if you're looking for an entry for a 10-year hold. Now, when we find out more, we'll tell you, but we do have a couple names that we will not share uh, because of the confidentiality uh, that we promised the sources. So obviously that's a topic that I know has been on a lot of people's minds with the way the miners have performed in the last year and a half and appreciate that Vince was digging into this and sharing this today and wanted to get a little more insight. So brought him back on and have a few questions to ask him to dig into some of the specifics of what's going on. And now we will head over to that. All right. So we are back here with Vince Lancey and Vince. Uh, I appreciate that you made a little extra time because I thought it would be good to get some clarification on some of these things that you're seeing, especially with some funds doing some redemptions. And perhaps to start with, can you give us any indication of the size of the funds? And is that something that likely even outside of these funds that you're aware of that is happening elsewhere? And perhaps yeah. we can start there. Uh, well, there's a lot that I can't say, and, and that's that's for the for the right reasons. But there are some there are some things that I can say, and, I, and I'm happy to come back because you know it's it's the Arcadia community. Okay, how big? Um, let's just say both funds that I know of are under a billion dollars being run, under a billion, so, and they're more than 250 million. So that's your size, between 250 million and a billion dollars. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm just going to give you that type of an answer. That's the answer that I can give you. Um, and um, they are, they're typical of the industry. 
One fund is typical of the industry, meaning they just own miners. You know, that's what they do. Another fund might have some more um, complex strategies. Like they may be long copper and long silver, but short gold. I don't know. Uh, but but they, they have more flexibility in their investment. So that's 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 the size of the funds. Yeah. And can can you put that in context with the some of the funds that you look at is especially in the mining space of the, the size of those relative to what else is out there? Oh, you know, um, I I love to say that I'm an expert in this, but I'm not an expert in how much size or capital is allocated in uh, the mining itself. I think your audience would know that better than me. But I look at these funds. I look at these funds not necessarily compared to other funds. I look at these funds as, as symptomatic of a problem uh, in a community. Now, I don't mean the mining community. I mean in the investment community in general. Uh, I think uh, uh, as interest rates have climbed over the last year, what used to be free money is not free anymore. So now I guess it kind of dovetails into why they're selling. Investors start to redeem things that they're making money in. you know, And then when they do that, because they need money, and then when they do that, they start to redeem funds that they're not making money in to harvest tax losses. So uh, with regards to how big they are relative, uh, you know, $5 billion funds will, will trade gold and buy 5,000 contracts, you know, just to do it. That's how they play. You know, mining is really tricky. I don't know. I mean, you're not. I mean, if you're talking about mining shares, and I know that we are a significant portion of this is mining shares, you're you're not talking about, you know, trading. You're talking about investing. You're talking about funds that hold that uh, sell themselves or promote themselves as you know long term owners. And so that means the people that own these have invested in these funds probably have owned them for years. You know, you know, I know that. Put it this way, I can't tell you how big the funds are that compete with them, but I can tell you that. Uh, in their niche, they're pretty well known. Now, I wouldn't say they're a household name, but I know them, and I'm not a mining person. So maybe in the mining community, in the mining community, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know who they are." So that's that's basically it. But so they're a big fa- they're big families of funds. And that's that's why I'm concerned. So maybe you have one fund that's not so big in a big company. So maybe you know there's other funds that are going to liquidate. So you, you know, have to be careful of a cascading effect to the bigger funds. Okay. And did you have any feel for whether this was tax loss selling or more along the lines of a change in the view of the underlying fundamentals and an investment decision? Yeah, I have I have no idea uh, uh, definitively, but I can give you a nice framework to handicap that. I believe, and I can't approve this, but I think you're you're your viewers, uh, our viewers, I should say, because this is Silverfix, right? Thank you for having me on. Um, should um, should have a good idea of this. There's been selling for the last six months. I mean, the, the mining markets, especially the smaller miners, uh, have done very poorly relative to the metal itself. And if you believe, as I do, that there's been selling for the last, there has been, because the market hasn't rallied, for the last six months, uh, and you believe, as I do now, that there's been selling by redeeming funds for the last six months, then you would say what's happening now is a continuation of what happened last quarter and the quarter before that. 
And that is people getting out of the space because they're not happy with their performance. Now, that's what happened over the last six months, in my opinion. What's happened in these last 30 days? Well, that's where I think you might have a combination effect. You have this whole, I'm not happy with minors. They're getting out, right? But you also have the other factor. That's the performance one. The other factor, which I'm not familiar with. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm familiar with it. I'm not, I'm, not familiar, I'm not privy to what their reason is, but but it's either one of two other reasons. One, we're making money in other things and we need to sell these for tax losses. I personally, although I have no evidence, don't think it's that. I think it's based on the location of the funds. I think it's uh, geographic location of the funds. I think uh, I think they have investors that have lost money in other assets and are liquidating in multiple different areas, not just mining. You know what I mean? I think they're just taking it on the chin. Maybe they bought Apple on the highs, you know, that type of stuff. So I will say that, you know, a big portion of this malaise that we've had for the last six months, speaking as a person who understands markets, not minor specifically, has been a, a function of the uh, uh, the slow bleed of people saying, I'm done, I want to get out, I'm done, you know, whatever the reason, you know. Uh, and then whatever the cat, the catalyst is, someone has been sitting on mining shares. Maybe there's a legit reason for it. I don't think so. But, but people lose patience. You know, we all complain about it. We all just say, you know, I'm getting beat up every day. Well, some people are getting beat up every day, and they're getting beat up long Apple, and they're getting beat up long U.S. bonds. I mean, the U.S. bond rally makes people liquidate other things. So that's that's it. I don't think I think this last thirty days has not been mining related. I think it has been we need our cash related. That's what I think. Okay, and that brings me to the next question. I know you had a couple of charts that can speak to this, but obviously one of the things that a lot of people in the mining sector wonder, and I think it'd be good to get your perspective to whatever degree possible here, but are we close to a bottom? Is this reach capitulation? We've been wondering that over the past, uh, many times over the past year and a half. But is there anything based on what you're looking at that could indicate whether we've reached that point or where we may be right now? For the last, say, 48 hours, I've been looking at the uh, the holdings of the uh, of the two funds and wondering, you know, is there an opportunity there? And, and I haven't decided on that yet. Uh, but one of the part of the analysis was not knowing much about the fundamentals, you know, I need to know the management in order to buy these, these companies. Um, uh, I looked at what you're looking at there. I'll make it a little bit bigger for it, for you, uh, for everyone. Uh, and, uh, and, and I pulled up a monthly chart just to get a really, you know, 10,000 foot up picture. And I looked at it from a monthly point of view from silver on the left versus the silver junior miners and, and start on the, where it has the uh, the yellow arrows, that, that half of it. Uh, in 2020, silver made a significant low. So did the junior miners. Fine. In 2021, silver made a significant high. So did the junior miners. Fine. I'm good with that, right? Okay. Then between 2021's high and today, you make a higher low in silver, and then you kind of bounce off of it. And that's the one where we had all the Indian buying coming in last year, right? And then you bounce off of it and we're in sell season, uh, you know, the end of sell season. I, I don't know where we are anymore, but I know that we're not in a normal situation. Um, but silver kind of, you know, uh, balances out. 
Now you go over to the miners between the high of 2021 and and the low in silver of 2020, say say December 2022. Um, you have a low, but if you look at the last six months, the silver junior miner ETF is a new low. It's a new low. So I've got, I kind of marked those off a little bit. But if you look over here on the right-hand side, it's like we made a low, we made a low, and now we made a, a, another low that's below this intermediate low. Meanwhile, silver went from here to here. Silver went from $18, give or take, to 22 and change on a bad day. And miners have gone from you know, $8 to $8, basically. So, so um, uh, technically, everyone will tell you this looks sick, right? Technically, that's what everyone will tell you. And it may be sick for another six months uh, in general, forgetting the whole seasonality of the metals. But, but once, you, once you know the reason, uh, at least one reason for the selling, and you know it's because people need money, not because they don't, the companies are poorly run, then you make a decision. Am I going to buy this? house or am i going to uh, uh uh wait a while so um i will use personally i'll use technicals if i get in as a, a trigger as a tactical thing but you know you find a good mining company you know once you do that that's the work that i need to do once you do that once you do that you're just like okay fine i don't care about the worst house on the block that's getting hammered i want the best house on the block that's getting less hammered. And there's several reasons for that. You don't go shopping for the cheapest buy now. You go shopping for the surest thing. Because when the money comes back into miners, and it will if energy costs stay low, among other reasons, um, people are going to buy quality first. So the big money is going to come back and buy quality first. Now, yeah, you can buy the little the, the little guys and hope they get taken over, right? Uh, and that And there's nothing wrong with that. However, if you're going to hold something for 10, 20 years, 10 years, you want to buy something that's really good and pretty cheap as opposed to, I don't know what the heck they do and is really cheap. So uh, that's, 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 that's where I am in my process right now. I hope that helps. Okay. And the uh, last thing I wanted to cover, obviously you've been talking about how we went through sell season, we're approaching buy season. Right. I believe you were referring more to the metals than the miners, but just to put that in context uh yeah. where we stand on that and sure. see those those two segments differently yeah yeah uh, i don't and i'll just i'll tell you what happened uh, uh before this year like clockwork uh i wasn't sure exactly of the precise date but the last quarter is when liquidation comes in so it starts in september you know the second as the last quarter starts uh it starts in September, October, and then it will accelerate into November, typically. And then it will stop sometime around uh, Thanksgiving. That was like my my signpost. Thanksgiving is because it's a, it's a holiday. People start to flatten their positions out before the holiday. And then the buy recommendations come out sometime between after Thanksgiving and before New Year's. And so they kind of trickle out or they get leaked out. Uh, so that, that that works. So... Typically, there's three there's three sections. There's it's sell season, which is what I call it, right? And there's buy season, and in the middle is it's a corridor, you know, it's an ante room. I, I don't know, you know, it's there's an overlap in there somewhere. And uh, uh, normally, I say feels good, but I don't want to buy. Speaking as a trader, 
feels good, but it's not the deadline yet. It feels good. Okay. And then I'll just start to nibble. You start to nibble. It's like, say, I want to be long five contracts, right? I'll buy one because it might be buy season. I'll buy two. You know, you start to buy in over time, not necessarily on price, but you start buying in over time. Uh, this year screwed me up though, right? This year, the market went down to 1830 and I was ecstatic, ecstatic. I was like, gold goes down to 1830. I'm like, this is great. And I said this to subscribers. I'm like, you know, Gold goes down to 1830 and look at silver. Silver's not doing well, but it's not, it's not, you know, it's not getting oversold like gold is. I'm like, this is great. This is sell season. This is capitulation. And now ideally the market just kind of bounces around for a couple of weeks and waits and waits, you know, and waits. And then the recommendations come out. So you have like historically, I always have time to get in. I have time to think about it. But the war started, the uh the uh Israeli Hamas war started, and we have like a 1830, 1930. I was like, well, that, that doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, it makes sense in terms of the geopolitical risk. But so, but the market gets up to 2000. I go, well, I guess this is buy season, right? So I'm like, I guess this is buy season. Now I'm not long. I want to be long. And now I'm hoping for a pullback, right? I'm hoping for a pullback because I think there will be buying coming in. But I'm nervous because all this buying came in well before it was supposed to. And so I said, uh, maybe I missed the boat on this year, right? And then, uh, but people are talking, constantly hitting my feed saying, you know, miners really are struggling this year. What's going on with them? And I've floated some ideas out there, uh, just half-assed, not, not, not anything I believe, but, you know, maybe there's some sort of fear of nationalization, or let's say I'm a Canadian mining company with exposure in Latin America, and I'm worried about you know, the, the Latin American country demanding more cost. Maybe there's some, maybe the miners are being punished for that risk. I don't know, like, but that's what I speculated. And then I get this news, you know, two days ago and I say, well, there you have it. There's your answer. It's still sell season. I'm wrong. So is it sell season in silver? You have to look at it that way. You have to look at it that way because if the miners are getting hammered, then there are some Looney Tunes people out there getting short because the miners suck too. I'm going to sell silver and buy the miners. There are people out there. That do, I used to do that, right? I'm going to sell gold and buy the miners. And of course, that's why you lose money. Uh, and and uh, so I believe, I believe, I think I should just go back to the, the, the beginning. The beginning is we're in the ante room between buy season and sell season, between sell season and buy season. And I was thinking that, okay, maybe buy season came a little early because of the war, uh, and because of the uh, the um, the pending government shutdown, but you know what? This information about the miners makes me say, nope, we're we're okay. I mean, maybe I want to buy gold at this price. Maybe I want to buy silver at this price. But it says to me like there's more selling coming in miners. So there's a bifurcation there uh, in terms of flows, though not necessarily in seasonality. Alrighty. Well, that makes sense. And uh, again, we're here on Monday, November 13th. So seems like we're getting closer to that point and obviously just a uh, month and a half left in the year. So looking forward to potentially a nice buy season to end out things with gold up on the year still, silver down about $2, but quite, quite a choppy year it's been. And in either case, appreciate you being with us each Monday to help dig through some of these things and provide a little clarity. And that said, we will wrap up for today, but thanks again for this week's report. Vince Lancey's Silver Fix and uh, Vince, we'll look forward to hearing what you have for us next week. 
Thank you. There's something that you asked me off air that I think you wanted me to uh, talk about here for for your listeners. Do you remember you were asking me about um what part of the what region the miners were? Do you want me to yeah. talk about that? Yeah. There, that, the follow up that you were is you know what what part of the world? Well, they're diversified internationally, but the concentration is is Canada and Australia. That's the concentration. So uh, I haven't drilled it down any deeper than that. But so that's, I mean, it completely makes sense with what's going on in the Canadian miners. Anyway, so thank you for having me. And uh, I'm glad to be here. Well, appreciate that, Vince. And we will see you again next week.